punters, and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, December 26th. It is Christmas time, and the big racing is on Boxing Day. Well, Joel, it's been a big year, but we've got through it. Are you in front or behind? Uh, probably behind. I think. It, well, you punters. Let's say we're let's say we're square. I think that's uh, usually the the way we answer these questions. But uh, look, it's. It's been a strange old year, hasn't it, in many ways? Uh, so, look, it's, a lot of people will be looking forward to seeing the back of 2020. Hopefully we can, uh, on a good note, and find a few winners to, uh, to pay for that last-minute Christmas gift idea. Yes, indeed, Daniel. Uh, your, uh, what's your strategy for, um, for picking up some, uh, well... I suppose it won't exactly be Christmas money. It might, might be New Year's money. It might uh, square your ledger for 2020. I suppose what we've all got to take into account is that we've saved a lot of money not having to catch the train each day. Uh, but uh, what venue are you uh, most looking forward to attacking on Boxing Day, Daniel? Look, Eagle Farm does stand out for me. They've got the um, four sort of group-listed races and... Really sort of competitive racing. I think one real standout as well in the um, in the Grand Prix stakes we'll get to later. But in saying that, I think Randwick and Caulfield are both really good betting cards as well. But getting back onto Eagle Farm, a track that always, um, after being on Doombin last week, Eagle Farm, a track that always plays fairly, gets every horse their chance, will probably be the, um, the one, I guess, first in line for me. Take my money. All righty. Well, we will, however, as is our won't start further south, in Melbourne, where there are a couple of black-type races at Caulfield on Boxing Day, the traditional black-type listed double at Caulfield on that day. And we start in race seven with the Ned's Christmas Stakes 1,200-metre handicap, Joel. I've gone with two Sansom. He's got a bit of weight, 61 and a half. He's just so genuine, this horse. So, you know, eight wins, four... Minor placings from his 17 starts. He's come back from a spell in really good order. The, the worry is the weight. He's going up five kilos on that last start win. He's back in distance. So, the, look, there was a couple of negatives, but I just thought his, his genuineness, his honesty probably outweighed those. So I've gone with him to beat seven King of Hastings, who's another that's really far away. Eight uh, Cornella finishes from 11 starts. Nine Pandemics, a real talent. Just first go... Well, second go Caulfield, coming off a run where he was beaten out of a place earlier this year as favourite in a small field. So just that little query on, on him the Melbourne way round. But, you know, if he brings his A game and he, he handles Caulfield fine, then he'll be very hard to beat. And three, William Thomas, never too far away in these sorts of races. Two on top for me from seven, nine and three. And with the nine pandemic and, yeah, Joel referenced that... Um that Caulfield start. I thought he's pretty good there. He was beaten. He was fourth and he was a $2.50 favourite as Joel touched on, but I thought he was pretty good there. He got a, um, settled back in the small field and it was a race completely controlled from the front. Nothing at the back really got a chance, but he was um, excellent finishing off there along the inside. His three runs as preparation. He's done nothing wrong. He was good back to benchmark grade last start, wide two back um, and very good in the hot race first up. I think he's um, going the right way, he's only like race of the 10 starts, a four-year-old gelding, and he's won four of those. Um, I think, uh, seeing as he has had a look around Caulfield before, I'm happy to put him on top, the nine. We've got the four and next Brave Song, who I was hoping was going to settle a bit closer to the action as he had done first and second up. 
considering he drew barrier one in the late razor sharp last start at Randwick, but he missed the start there and um, he ended up sort of settling further back than I would, would, would have liked him to. Up to 400 metres now, I think he can um, improve and um, he has won at this track before, Brave Song. I think he's the overs in the race. King of Hastings, excellent record. Excellent record at this trip and, and extremely good first up stats and in for fourth. Uh, in for fourth, I have the six, Tavisan, uh, ready now, third up. Nine to beat four, seven, and six. I'm with Joel with Sansom to beat Tavisan, King of Hastings, and Pandemic, two, six, seven, nine. The other stakes race at Flemington on Saturday is the Ned's Lord Stakes, also a listed handicap. This one over 1,700 metres, Joel. I've lent the, the way of number one, Night's Watch, who was very good first run for the new stable, uh, formerly with Chris Waller, of course, where he promised plenty, delivered a fair bit, didn't quite deliver probably on his, on his full potential, but he is a talent. He, got, he has a good record at Caulfield, and that's why I'm leaning his way. I thought he was good at packing them first up behind Tabby Dance, who did bolt in. He only gets a one-and-a-half kilo turnaround, so it's going to make it tricky to turn the tables, but he has drawn better. As I said, he does go well at Caulfield. So I've got Night's Watch ahead of Tavi Dance. No knock on him. He was dominant at Packenham. He's going to be the one to beat. Six Pancho did beat Tavi Dance in the Kilmore Cup. Had the right run there from gate two. Just had a you know, just a charmed run. He's drawn an outside gate here. So a little bit different. He's going to have to uh, navigate a different path, do a bit more work. And two Packadali, who I have been tipping in... Uh, his recent runs. He hasn't been performing too badly. He's just uh, just maybe a length or two off his absolute best, but he could certainly finish, uh, you know, in the in the minor money. One on top from seven, six, and two. Daniel? We may have had a dropout, but Yes, we may indeed. Daniel, if you can hear us, uh, I would recommend you drop out and try and connect back in. Um, meanwhile, my numbers will obviously, uh, my old pal, Tabby Dance, couldn't go past him uh, to be coming around Defibrillate and Night's Watch, 7, 4, 9 and 1. Daniel, who uh, I imagine will be back with us very shortly, is also with Tabby Dance to beat Pancho, Night's Watch and Rainbow Thief. That's 7, 6, 1 and 11. Tavidance, indeed, I made my best. I've given your tips, Daniel, for the Lord's Stakes. My value bet comes up earlier in the program, race five, number seven, score. What about your specials, starting with you, Joel? My best bet goes up against your value bet, and it's race five, number five, don't tell the boss. Listeners may remember, she was my best bet a couple of weeks ago at Flemington, and we did allude to the fact that she was most likely to go to the Valley instead on Friday night. She did go there and she duly won. was very heavily backed late there. It was a good, strong win in Mare's grade. Uh, this is not a lot harder, really, uh, up to a benchmark 70 level. But the way she won there, and she has performed in better company, going back to being a three-year-old filly. She wasn't far away from some pretty smart types. So I think she can, she can win again from the inside gate. And my value bet, giving... Another chance to race three, number six, standoff. Stayed at 1,100 at Flemington last start. I liked her. It was an interesting ride. Drew the outside, ducked back to the inside behind the field, and then sort of ended up coming back towards the outside to try and navigate a path home. And 
She was a little bit flat, but her last 100 metres was good. I think she's desperately looking for further. She gets to 1,400. She's a half-sister to Fidelia. So step-up and trip should suit. A couple of nice types here, though. Ayrton, Toro, both unbeaten. I'm not taking them lightly, but stand off each way for me. Race three, number six. Daniel, you're with us. I am. Sorry for that. Uh, choppy internet to blame, but on the mobile data now, so it should be... Uh, finish off without a hitch. My best is in race six, the 14, that girl. I'm a big fan of this, fan of this mare uh, from the Philip Stokes stable who's absolutely airborne at the moment. Um, she was excellent first up, running on, flashing on, flashing on, hitting the line strongly behind Defiant Dancer who's coming out and Frank the form in town at its next start. Um, drawn to do no work, this one, and I think finds a pretty good race here. Um, that girl, I think, can be getting the quaddie off to a flyer. So race six, number 14, my best. The value comes up in race two. And I'm surprised about the price of the eight, Night of Delight. And what I do, look, I do concede it's a pretty pretty strong um, three-year-old Phillies benchmark 70. Um, I just love the win first up at Yarra Valley. It was quite an impressive win. The runner-up then came out and thrashed a provincial field next start. Um, she's affiliates always shown a little bit of talent. She contested the Robus Gold Strike at Warrnambool earlier in the year and ran well there behind Chrome Angel. Um, just at Mooney Valley last start, just sort of got into a, a difficult spot rounding the turn and copped a little bit of a bump. Uh, was well beaten, but I think after that, we sort of just didn't race gener- generously after that um, interference. I think with an unimpeded passage here, she can certainly bounce back. And at 34 to 1, I thought it was well over the odds. So a nibble each way on race two, number eight, Night of Delight. All righty, Randwick, the venue for Boxing Day Racing in Sydney, and there is a Group 3 race. In fact, it is race six, the Heineken Summer Cup, over 2,000 metres, and this is a quality handicap uh, where Graceful Glan, a very impressive uh, billiard stakes winner a couple of weeks ago, will be uh, looking to complete a hat-trick here, but... um, there's a few that be looking to uh, perhaps turn the tables. Joel, where did you go in the Summer Cup? Yeah, I've got the number two best of days. Bounced back to form in the Villiers last time out. It was a good effort chasing home graceful, graceful glamour. Gets a two-kilo swing on that mare. He was very good first up at Flemington. Sort of lost his way a little bit, but did tackle a group one in the Cantala and also ran in the gong. As I said, he bounced back in the Villiers. His 2,000-metre record here in Australia is very good. He's won a Coongee. Um, he, he's been placed at 1,800 at Group 1 level and he's finished top four at his other two 2,000-metre runs. So when he gets beyond a mile, he runs very well. I'm with him each way to beat Nine Spirit Ridge, stable mate to Graceful Glamour and just has a bit of timing about him. This bloke, both runs back have been in benchmark grade. They've both been very good, finding one better. He's got plenty of upside, drops to 53 kilos. If it's not a little bit too soon for him, he can certainly run well. Five lure me in, ran on strongly behind Graceful Glamour. Over 2,000 metres last start. Uh, trialled really well recently. Importantly, he's drawn better. Doesn't have to get as far back as he did the other day. And three, Wolf, who I liked in the ATC Cup. He had a lovely run on the turn. I thought he was just going to win, but didn't quite finish off. He may just have needed that run. The drier, the better for him. I've left out Graceful Glamour. Hard to knock a mare in form like she is, but just creeping up to 59. I just thought uh, I'd look outside of her. Two on top from nine, five, and three. I found this a pretty open affair. I've, look, I've put Graceful Glamour just on top. Um, yeah, look, hard to knock her. Recent form, 2,000 metres, too good. And back to the mile, the Villiers, and once again, too good. And then now back up to 2,000, which I think is um, 
preferred sort of trip. Of course, the query is, as Joel mentioned, up in the weights, but um, she's absolutely flying at the moment and hold, generally holds her form when she finds it. So one on top, two best of days in next. Um, I do like that fact that Joel brought up his form when sort of stepping out to these trips have been uh, been quite decent. Um, Sean did a pretty good run here. In for third, I got Birdie Beck, who has been a little bit hard to trust in terms of getting uh, a clean jump away. He was excellent first up with a big weight in that Grays race. Um, just got a little bit too far out back out of his ground, his last two, thanks to poor starts. He's going to be a lightweight hope at 53 kilos and we'll be rocketing home. And in the in for fourth, I've got the lightly race six-year-old Spirit Ridge, um, also a lightweight, lightweight hope for 53. On its back, one, two, seven and nine. All right, Joel, best of days race. Six number two was your value bet and your best comes up in the following race. That's race seven, number five, Quantico. Yeah, really interesting run of this. He's a four-year-old. Uh, connections have left him a stallion, which is intriguing because he hasn't won a stakes race through his two- and three-year-old seasons, which is obviously you know, a box they like to tick before they go to start. But he's got a big pedigree, the son of I Am Invincible. He's won three from five. He's been trialling really well. Just think that there's some um, uh, sort of untapped potential with him. And Hugh Bowman's been aboard in both trials. He opts to ride Amish Boy. Might be Magic Millions bound, that three-year-old. So that's you know, sort of... St- putting me off a little bit, but still, I am keen on Quantico uh, in race seven, number five. Daniel, your specials, uh, well, we think we're going to complete the quarter yeah. here because you're going races eight and nine. Well, I've just looked at Smart Image in uh, race eight as a scratch. Oh, so, wow. yeah, my best, oh, my, by default, my best bet, race four, number five, Criminal Code. Um I've liked since coming over from WA, now in the Chris Wallace stable. He's had four starts here. He's improved each time. Um, very good at Warwick Farm winning over the mile last start. He's sort of... He didn't look like he was going to get there at one stage. Um, but he really did the years back late, and it was a strong win. I think he'll only improve getting up to the 1,800 metres. He's sort of been yearning for this longer trip for some time. It's all four starts. Since arriving, for, since arriving in the Wallace stable, have been at 1,600 or 50, 50 to 1,600 metres. So up to 1,800 metres, I think, will be a good thing for him. And uh, he's the best of the day in Sydney with the scratching a smart image. Uh, the value comes up in the last, and that is race nine number... Uh, where are we? So race nine number two, Matty Rocks, who I thought would go much better first up um, at Randwick. He's, he's, was, she was sort of backed as if... She had three legs in the betting uh, in the in the parade ring. Um, that's twenty six dollars and and sort of ran like it. So that was a little bit alarming and disappointing. But she's a talented mare. I think can bounce back. She's two from four second up, um, and she finds an easier race thought she's still first up. So willing to give that fresh run. Um, she's much better than that, and I think she can bounce back back in grade. And Maddie Rocks race nine number two the value. Alrighty. As Daniel mentioned earlier, they are racing at Eagle Farm in Brisbane on Saturday and there is quite a car there led by, or the first of the uh, black type races, I should say, is race four, Magic Millions, BJ McLaughlin stakes 1,200 metres for two-year-olds at group three level set weights and uh, a chance for one or two of these to cement a place in the Magic Millions Classic on January 16. And, Daniel, you have spoken to Stephen Jones, who's got Baby Wong in this, probably just needs to run a place, and you found one to beat Baby Wong. 
I have. And uh, look, um, Stephen will probably be hoping that the one I've got on top, Shakiro, except in Sydney with this Colts, I'm also going around the first, well, accepted to go around the first at Sydney on Saturday. Uh, but yeah, Shakiro first up on debut in the in the Breeders' Plate was um, an excellent all the way winner. Uh, put away after that, it's a trial twice. Since trialed twice, and the, the most recent one was um, was really dominant sitting at the front, coasting to a pretty easy win with a big gap back to third. Um, current Magic Millions favourite, and uh, if he's to win this, will certainly shorten that market. Then I think it will be hard to beat Hero, um, hard to run down, certainly the one on top. Baby Wong in next. Um, yeah, Cold, I got quite a bit of time for. Nothing's really gone right um, in all three starts. He's been caught wide at the first two, and then last start. Um, Missed it there and was sort of on the back foot early, but <clears throat> he recovered and was a pretty brave placing half a bit and half a length to Alpine Edge. He's given me the impression that the right to 1,200 metres will suit, and as you said, Barks, I spoke to the trainer, Stephen Jones, during the week, and he um, he indicated the exact same thing. He said he's really looking forward to seeing this cold out to 1,200. So improved, up to, uh, improved effort up to the distance, I think, we'll see from Baby Wong. And he'll certainly give this a shake. Ghost Rider is another cold I've got, I've got plenty of time for. One in Queensland at Doombin on Dubu. Um, and then not as good in the Golden Gift last start on a soft track. Subterranean in next was a um, very good turn of foot last start, sitting on the pace and, and storming clear late to win at Doombin. One, five, two and four. Across to race six at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Mullins Lawyers Grand Prix Stakes, uh, formerly part of the Autumn Winter Carnival. These days run at the height of summer. 2,200 metres set weights for three-year-olds, and uh, there's a fairly warm favourite here, drawn wide from Waller in the Eleonora. Um, but here, Daniel, we find your best bet. Yeah, look, it's probably fair enough the favourite, the Eleonora is favourite, now considering he's a, a Group 3 winner at Newcastle, two starts back, and um, won quite well at Rose Hill last start. But I think Mr G, who comes out of a Hawkesbury benchmark 64, will... We'll take some beating in this. The John O'Shea trained gelding. Um, it was some sort of win at Hawkesbury. Stepping up to the 2,000 metres for the first time, he um, settled well back in the field, got moving um, before the turn and was it was within striking distance. But the way he picked them up um, at the end of a staying trip and and stormed away late, a soft win on the line. It was some sort of effort, a really good turn of foot at the end of a staying trip. Um, not many horses can can do that except the good ones. I think this one's pretty good uh, and it'll be winning better races than this in time, no doubt about that. So pretty keen on him, Mr G. I think it's a big watch um, on the five. The one in next, the Eleanor, as I said, is sort of well-credentialed compared to some of the runners that he meets here. Um, obviously, already a Group 3 winner. That's drawn wide. but the right put the jockey on board, Glenn Boss. Takuri in next, the Godolphin Galloper. Um, probably should have finished much closer to the Eleanora last start. Um, Goes up to 57 kilos from 52, though, at some query. And the two, way beyond. I think a little bit underrated, this horse. Only the one win from 13 starts, but he's thereabouts more often than not and doesn't always get um, his luck go his way. He can certainly run a cheeky race at, at bigger odds. But five, pretty keen on Mr. G on top of one, six, and two. Race seven at Eagle Farm on Saturday is the Magic Minions Burnborough Plate. Uh, listed race over 1,600 metres, set weights and penalties, Daniel. Yeah, look, hard to go past the North Queensland of the Herovian, but I've found one to beat, and I think the one Gulwa can beat it, the, the Godolphin Gelding. Um, he took on Ballistic Boy last start. He sat up on the pace of 61 kilos, and he looked to give a bit of a kick at the top of the straight, but 
um, was reeled in by Snitch, who um, runs around here as well, with the blinkers off, and uh, and Ballistic Boy, who was who's a very very prom- promising galloper. We'll see win some good races, I think, um, next year. <clears throat> he drops to fifty eight kilos with Michael Rod aboard. He's been in flying form since arriving in Queensland, um, and he just always runs well. This horse, so I think he can beat the Aroven, give a uh, build a bit of a lead, lead on that horse in the straight and take some running down. I've got the four in next to Herovian, who's won it for all four starts this preparation. I think one ten on the trot now. We'll be aimed towards an all-star mile next year. Um, we certainly get the votes, I think, to, to make that final field. Um, he gets from Doombin to Eagle Farm here up to the mile. Mile form's okay. And uh, he has the one who's only started Eagle Farm. Uh, so he's in next. There's a bit of a gap then to Prophet, who is, is looking for this longer trip. And uh, we'll be ready now third up and in for fourth at the six. Snitch, who did beat Gulwa home last start. One, four, eight, and six. And race eight at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Magic Minions, Valvalon Quality, 1,200-metre listed event. Quality yeah, hands. This is a really tough one. Um, you could make a case for probably 10 or 11 of these. Um, with Brahirin on top, just because of his fresh form. He's four from four first up. Um, he's excellent beating Sandbar. Last... Uh, went first up last time in and then beat Probabile in the show camp county. That horse then went on one in Epsom later on in the spring. So the form around him is excellent. Um, first go Brisbane, uh, obviously, but um, obviously runs that way going in Sydney. And I think the one to beat, although it is a, a strong addition of this race, I think the stablemates Viridine and Asurian are certainly hopes. Hightail as well first up um, with a good fresh record and 54, kilo, 54 and a half kilos on his back um, in the game as well. But yeah, very open race. Five, one, seven, and four. Your best at Eagle Farm was Mr. G, race six, number five. Tell us about your value bet, race five, number four, Thunder Mania. Yeah, just had a look at this one. Another late scratching, or not late scratching, but a scratch, scratching before I went to where is Thunder Mania. So I've had to change my value. And I think I'll go with Gulwa. Race seven, number one, uh, with the Herovian so short in the market. I think Gulwa becomes a bit of an each way play. Race seven, number one. The value in a race six, number five, the best. Joel, any thoughts on the Eagle Farm card? Uh, just on the features, well, I'll make Baby Wong. I can't drop off now. I've still got a ticket sitting on him for the Magic Million, so hopefully he can uh, get a bit of luck and, and win on Saturday. So I'll be with him again. In the Grand Prix, I'm looking towards Toscanini and Pure Deal, who could be a bit of a bolter. He's a promising staying type up in trip. Might suit him. Uh, Baccarat Baby might be ready to improve. Uh, she needs to. It's probably D-Day for her on Saturday, but I think 1,600 third up gets a bit of weight relief. She can bounce back. And, yeah, that's a tough race, the Felvalon quality. Well, one of those good Olfen horses is going to uh, ruin their first up records. Sorry, and five from five, Rohirrin four from four. I think they're both key hopes. I also think uh, I'll probably lean to Hightail to beat those two. He's a pretty good fresh horse himself. He's been trialling quite well. So I'll lean Hightail's way just from the Godolphin Flyers. All righty. In Adelaide, they're racing on the course proper at Morfordville on Saturday. And, Daniel, I'm very pleased to say that I've checked and uh, neither of your specials <laughs> are Wednesday afternoon scratching. So uh, rip into it, starting with your best race, eight, number two, Brazen Brando. Uh, good to know. Yeah, Brazen Brando, the best in Adelaide. Um, back in grade... This he tackled a Sandown Hillside race last start and sat wide, um, wide on the speed there and, and stuck on okay in the third behind. I did it for love, who I think will run a good race 
in Melbourne on Saturday. Um, he drops a kilo for this after the claim to Maggie Collett. And as I touched on earlier in the podcast, uh, one of the more informed trainers in the country is Philip Stokes, and he trains this horse. So he's my best of the day. Race eight, number two, Raisin Brando. Um, race four, number eight, is my value, and it's another it's another Philip Stokes horse, and that's a, a three-year-old filly by the name of Mrs. Mourinho. Um, look, I do concede she takes on a couple of promising types in this in the form of um, Amen and Struck By, but I really love the win first up at Trafalgar. Um, she she took a while to sort of sort of warm up there, but when she did, she really closed powerfully, and it was a soft win on the line. She was expected to do that. The market expected that. She was a dollar sixty favourite, um, but she did it quite easily, and she did show some pretty good form in her first preparation, despite not winning um, around some pretty handy types like that. Born to play, I think, is a promising promising horse, and. Sort of around winning weather as well. I think she's come back a much better filly this time in. She's got the confidence boost now with that win on the board, the maiden win, and um, another lightweight hope in this 53 kilos after the claim. So, Mrs. Mourinho, my best value in Adelaide. Race four, number eight. All right. Anything especially in Adelaide, Joel? I thought uh, the Hayes Davenu two-year-old would be hard to beat. Uh, so, you know, a bit of an unknown that race one with a couple of McAvoy horses as well. But number one, LTC. I thought uh, jumped out pretty well at Flemington and inside gate on debut would be hard to beat. All righty. Uh, now, owing to us coming out on Wednesday this week, we were unable to get the Perth Boxing Day meeting into the winning post, but uh, happily... New Zealand accepted for their Saturday racing on Tuesday. So we've got both Ellerslie and Awapuni in your winning post this week. And uh, there is a Group 1 race at Ellerslie. Joel, uh, the 2,000-metre Zabil Classic. Indeed, there is, uh, which is race nine on the Ellerslie program. I've gone with uh, a bit of an old favourite in Vadavar, the French-bred horse, who's been racing pretty well. I think the step up to 2,000 metres will really suit. So I've lent his way in Group 1. In terms of the best, well, I was a bit uh, disappointed with the barrier draw, but I'm going to stick with a horse that got the cash for us a couple of weeks ago in Mighty Aslan. This is a tricky race. They've run a lot of heats for this uh, 1,500-metre final. So it's a pretty wide-open race. He's going to need a bit of luck from that gate, but I think he is on the up. He's lightly raced. It was a strong win. He really came clear late last start. So I'm going to stick with Mighty Aslan and made him the best race seven, number 13. Uh, the value, I'm going to play in the eight-carat classic, race eight. The stablemates Helsinki and Slave to Love here. Helsinki will be more fancied in the market and will be tough to beat. Still a maiden after six starts. I'm going to lean to her stablemate Slave to Love. She had a good pedigree, this girl. She, her debut was totally luckless. She then... Paid a really nice dividend when winning a maiden at Ellerslie a couple of weeks ago. Drawn well, step up in distance suits. Just think she might be the one that's uh, at a decent price. So we'll go with her race eight, number 10. Over to Awapuni. The best bet is race five, number five, Rip Us Off. Kicks off at 1,400. Did finish a very close second over that distance at his second start before going for a spell. Gets the two kilos off for talented apprentice Hazel Schofer. And I think Rip Us Off will be hard to beat. And value bet, race eight. Uh, sorry, race six, number nine, Rukita. This girl finished sixth in the New Zealand Oaks earlier in the year. She's had three runs back. The second up run was very good, just showed really nice progression. Then she 
Stayed at the same distance, got a long way back from a wide draw and just never got into the race third up. Out to 2100s, a positive. Three kilos off. She gets into the 51. Very well placed here. If she can find a bit of that late season three-year-old form, then she's going to be right in the mix here. Race six, number nine. Alrighty, that wraps up a big Saturday, a big Boxing Day indeed of racing around Australasia and brings us to our best $20 bets of the weekend. Lazy Lobsters. Yes, Lazy Lobsters, and we're on a hat-trick, an unwanted hat-trick of uh, complete wipeouts with our uh, Lazy Lobster bets. So trying to bounce back, and I've gone, I'm going with Old Faithful, uh, Tavi Dance, and, uh, and I thought to myself, oh, did, should I, do I dare go with Tavi Dance again? But I looked back through history, and in fact, I've only gone with him twice before, and on one of those cases he won. So I'm actually in front on Tavi Dance. I hope to get further in front on Saturday. That's race eight, number seven. At Caulfield, Tavi Dance. Our guest lobster this week is Cam Johnson, and he is also going to Caulfield. Race three, number three, Ayrton. Joel? Yeah, I'll go Caulfield as well, and I'll go race five, number five, Don't Tell the Boss. Yeah, I'll go to Caulfield as well. Race six, number 14, That Girl. All right, that wraps up the podcast. Leave us only to remind you to pick up your Winning Post if you haven't already. As we speak to you, it is available online. Just go to winningpost.com.au. Click the link in the main story. It's there for five bucks. Uh, it will be in shops. All going well. First thing Thursday morning this week with all the form for Thursday, Saturday, Boxing Day. And Sunday, finally, thanks so much for your support through the year. Uh, Winning Post would be one of the very few printed products in the world that has actually managed to increase circulation between 2019 and 2020, which is a big effort considering news agents closing down and printing presses closing down left, right and centre. So uh, thanks so much to our readers and listeners for their support. Hope you have a great Christmas, plenty of winners on Boxing Day and into the new year. I'm having a few weeks off. Joel and Daniel will be back next week, possibly with a special guest. But until then, have a great Christmas and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.